0: Hey, what's going on? Welcome to The Doug Show. My name is Doug Huntington, and in this episode, I'm giving you an update on the site growth case study. This is one that I talked about, I I think it was in early January, and I mentioned at that point in time, I kind of suck at following through with case studies. And I was hoping this one was going to be more of an exception, A complete exception, I I was hoping I was going to follow through with this one a little better, but there were a few factors outside of my control that kind of came into play. At the same time, I also expected to have an update in February for this case study. Anyway, I'm catching up and it's highly likely that I'm going to give you two podcast updates in March for this case study to make up for lost time. The good part is a lot of work has been done. In February. So if you didn't listen to the first episode, I encourage you to go back and and check that one out. Like I said, it was in early January when that one came out. There's also a blog post associated with it. So I'll put links for that stuff in the show notes and all that. Here is what we're talking about today selecting keywords. I'm going to catch people up in case you didn't hear the first one and you don't know anything about this case study. I bought a site in December of 2019. I had about 25 articles. I bought it from a person that I knew, actually a student in one of my courses and someone that has worked with me for a couple of years. We basically figured out that I needed some help and this individual had some free time and had some skills and she was able to help me out with some, uh, you know, a couple random tasks on my other niche sites. Anyway, I knew this site was in pretty good shape and it was about five years old or so, four or five years old. And it was making about $150 per month or so with just those 25 articles. And this site was built without the knowledge uh, within my course. She built the site before she took five figure niche site. So when she got into five-figure niche sites, she built a new site. It grew pretty big and she wanted to spend all of her time on that one. Hence, she was uh, able to sell this site to me. We dealt directly uh, with each other. There was no broker fees and we just took care of everything on our own. Once I got the site in December, very end of the month in 2019, I improved some of the content with the FAQ method, basically adding FAQs to most of the articles, cleaned some things up, tightened things, did some internal linking, and I added eight new posts. I was a little slow with the whole process. However, we got some good results. So revenue grew from 1600 in 2019 to 2600 in 2020. And if you recall Amazon changed the affiliate commission rates in April of 2020. So there's a high likelihood that this site would have made a lot more money, maybe even, you know, close to double. I mean, I wouldn't have been surprised if the site pulled in four to $5,000 if, if the commission rates didn't change. So, uh, The the growth was good, and even with the small amount of work that I did on the site, it did pretty well in 2020. This case study is about adding 321,000 words or so in 2021, and I'm working with brand builders on this project. So they've partnered with me, and essentially they're executing their managed website services package. So it's a whole it's a whole deal. And I'll put a a link in the show notes. I'm an affiliate. So if you end up signing up, I get a commission, but these guys and gals they are, they're doing good work so far. And I'm actually, I'm going to air everything. You know, I'm going to tell you the, the good stuff and the bad stuff. So if you do work with them, or if you work with any company, you'll be able to ask good questions and direct the company to do the things that you think are right. And I'm not saying you shouldn't take their input. And I'll talk a little bit about that in this update. But it's pretty powerful once you know the questions to ask and how you can direct people. I actually heard from a, a friend of mine, a student as well, who outsourced another company or outsourced outsource some work to another company, not brand builders, and wasn't super happy with certain portions of the content. And I You know, I need to let let him know and let everyone know. You should know out there. If you're not happy with a certain aspect, maybe the intros are too long. That's kind of a a thing that I notice with a lot of the content companies. They're hiring writers. They have templates that they're using, and they may have some certain word count that they advise for an intro. Well, it turns out you don't need a long fucking intro. I mean, people just want to get to the point. If they've Googled something pretty specific, and it's a how-to article. You don't have to define what the the product is or the object is. They, they They Googled it. They Googled it. And they're asking how to do a specific thing with the product or the item. So you don't have to define what a camera is. You don't have to define what a microphone is. You can just get to the point. So when you have this long preamble at the beginning of an article, it really is unnecessary in the context is way off. So anyway, don't be afraid to ask for what you want for, or don't be afraid to ask for what you want. All right. Wow. I mean, I've had coffee today and it's not particularly early, so I'm not sure why I can't talk, but that's neither here nor there. So we're publishing a lot of content we have to figure out what topics we're covering and what keywords we're covering. And I typically like to have about 50% informational content and 50% product related. And I really didn't pay attention to this rule of thumb that I often talk about when I took over the site. I really just wanted to publish some content that would probably rank fairly quickly and generate sales on Amazon. So when I, took over the site. I had about 25% informational content and I published eight more articles that were product focused. So that made the informational portion as a percentage go down. So we're roughly at 18% at the beginning of the year when we're thinking back. So the first set of keywords and the first set of content from brand builders had about 50% informational content a lot of how to's and, uh, Well, other informational, but they're typically how-to articles. And in general, the advice and the suggestion that I gave to the brand builders team was low competition, you know, generally low volume keywords. And I didn't want them to really use the keyword golden ratio exclusively. I think, unfortunately, because I talk about the KGR so much, people think that is the only kind of keyword research I do. And I I really only want to have that, but it's just not true. I use it especially for new sites, but once a site is established, it's not as important. And in fact, this site is ranking for higher search volume keywords. So if I'm staying in the same topic area, there's no reason to think that the site can't rank for other keywords that are getting 800, 1,000, 1,500 searches per month. So we may as well go for them. That said, some of the keywords that I got back were, you know, KGR. So I I encouraged the team to take a closer look and and look a little harder for maybe a little bit higher competition while still in the general, general low competition area. I mean, I guess I'm contradicting myself, but at the same time, I wanted them to go after some, some bigger search terms just to get data and understand what the site can do. So what tool did we use or did they use? And me personally, I don't really care about what tool is used, to be honest with you. There's so many out there and most of them do a pretty good job. I generally like KW Finder for pure keyword research and I like the interface and you're able to see the competition, the SERPs directly in the, the view that is there by default I just enjoy that interface and I find the keyword difficulties a little more accurate for the kind of keyword research that I do. And your mileage may vary. I know a lot of people like Hrefs. So for that first batch of keywords, brand builders did use KW Finder and I reviewed some of the keywords. I wasn't completely happy with all the keywords. I ended up with, I think, a, a longer list than what was necessary. I needed it to be a little bit more curated and cut the fat out of there. I actually asked for some deeper research to be done because I saw some keyword phrases that were really close to the same topic as others listed in this uh, set. So They most of the time they were really just derivatives of the same topic, and maybe the phrasing was a little different. And those are obviously, you know, those are going to cannibalize each other. It's literally the same topic. So I asked them to go back, uh, take another look, and make sure additionally that there wasn't any content already on the site covering that topic. Again, that would just lead to cannibalization and. Not necessarily exact duplicate content, but you're duplicating the same topic area, which is serving no purpose. Once that was all sorted out, I had a pretty awesome set of keywords, very low keyword difficulty scores, uh, a nice set of uh, a range of search volumes. And I I don't share the exact keywords, but if you go over to nichesiteproject.com and follow the link in the show notes. You can see the search volumes and, and some of the other details, article link, the kind of article it is, as well as the uh, search volumes and the KD number. In this first set, there were 24 keywords and targeting roughly 57,000 words. So that's, you know, a pretty good chunk. And e- each of the article links is, is broken down as well. Again, you can't see these specific keywords, but it gives you an idea what was going on with this set of 24 articles. Now I want to point out uh, why outsources keyword research. Now I've done a lot of keyword research in my day and I, I kind of enjoy it to some extent, but I also like going outside and <laughs> walking the dog, working out, um, Actually, just sitting down, drinking a beer, reading, uh, almost anything else instead of sitting in front of the computer. Uh, I, I don't literally enjoy just sitting in front of the computer doing work. It's easy for me to sit down and do a lot of work, but I'd rather be doing something else. Hopefully, everyone is in the same same boat. I mean, we're not doing this stuff so we can stare at a screen for longer. We're doing it for more freedom, so we don't have to sit in front of the screen. So the point is. I'll outsource keyword research or content or most anything. If I can buy back some time to do things that I enjoy or spend time with people that I enjoy or dogs like Georgie, I think she's outside the room. And more importantly, I outsourced it and tried to not give too much guidance to brand builders because I want to mimic how you would use a service. I want to understand the quality that I'm getting back. Like I said, I, I wasn't happy with the first set of keywords because some of them were a little derivative and I don't think that's good keyword research. Why, why the fuck would you want the same topics covered twice? You wouldn't. So I, I think that's a quality, a quality point that is really important. And I'm pretty sure when I go and and work with these companies and bust their balls on these things, and then literally talk about it, they clean it up. I mean, they they do a better job. So if I recommend a product or a service, I want to see how it works. And I want to see how it works for people like you that are, are listening. I want to understand what the output is. And I, you know, I'm I'm not always able to get the exact same treatment. Sometimes because they know I'm going to write and or talk about it. I, I might get a little special treatment, but most of the time, I mean, I, I'm part of the 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 service and the customer base. So it's kind of hard to control it, especially with some of the companies uh, very large that are not able to babysit uh, me just because I'm coming through here. So anyway, I think I'll, I'll leave it at that. But I, I really want to emphasize that I'm trying to get the same experience and understand how average, an average person, an average customer would go through their workflow would get deliverables back. And it helps me understand exactly the output. And then it helps me guide you on the questions you could ask and the things that you should do. Okay. So have a look, at the blog post. So you can see uh, the the keywords and kind of how things were broken down, including all those KD scores, the keyword difficulty scores. And I think that that is most of what went down in early February, maybe late, late January. And the thing is, I was getting weekly updates and things were going a little slow. And I'm going to I'm going to kind of tease this out and let you know that I'm going to have another update before too long. But the content was getting to me in a a slower fashion than I expected. And I I would have preferred to get one or two articles early on. It wouldn't really matter if it was informational or if it was a product-related post. I kind of want to get one or two articles just to see how it's drafted. Then I can give feedback on the other on the, on the content that's delivered, I can give feedback and if anything needs to be changed, they can do it before they draft the content. And I think this transfers to any kind of work that you're having done. It's great to get a sample before you get the whole thing. So I'm going to share some more stories about the content, but I can, I'll tell you the, the basic idea. I ended up with 57,000 words of content over 24 articles. And I had a lot of little nitpicky things that I wanted fixed. And it sure would have been nice to get a couple sample articles and then I can give feedback and they can implement that across all the other articles. Instead, a lot of additional work had to be done. So things were a little bit slow. And then once I got, some content. I got it all. So we had to backtrack and figure things out from there. I'm happy to report that as of the time that I'm recording this, as of late February, all the content has been delivered and published. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that in the next update, probably coming up in a couple weeks, just because I need to uh, continue to follow through. And the fact is now, that more content has been delivered. The next set of keywords and content is being written right now here in March. So I have a lot more to talk about and I'm hoping over the next couple of days, I'll start to see some of the, the new content that I just published being indexed. Traffic is coming to the those posts. Hopefully I can report that. I don't know yet. I definitely hope there's some impressions from searches on the search Console. I hope I can see a, a trend of upward momentum. I have a few more things for you today. You know, part of it is some of that follow through and some of the projects that I've started here recently. So I'm going to tell you a little about that. I also want to give a, of course, a shout out to Brand Builders for partnering with me on this case study. And they also do free con- consultation calls, consulting calls. And you could just check it out and they'll, they'll help you out. So you, you can work with the same person that I'm working with. That's Amel, A-M-E-L. And there's a link in the show notes here. It's a free 30 minute call and they just, they chat with you and figure out if they have anything that uh, they can give you advice on or help you out with, which is really cool. Uh, Personally, I would never do free consultations like this. It's quite a crazy thing in my mind, but like I said, I don't want to stand in front of the computer anymore or sit in front of the computer I just want to go outside and play. You know, I'm like a little kid. want to go drink beer, play outside. Weather's starting to look nice out here. Man. Okay. So ch- check out those links. And if you want a free consultation, 30 minutes, you could just chat and see if you guys uh, have any common ground. This episode is brought to you in part by ODYS, Dominate Online. So this is a Kind of a cool, I don't know how new they are, but I was not aware of these guys and gals. Basically, the tagline is kickstart your online business with an age domain from ODYS. So that's the idea here, age domains. And uh, it's awesome to have them, uh, you know, part of the support team, the advertising folks they're underwriting the show a little bit. So I thought it would be cool to check out some of the domains they have out there. And these are brandable domains. I've been chatting with the, you know what? I I need to, I need to figure some things out. I don't know if uh, Alex is the founder or what, but he's the person that I've been chatting with. And I want to let you know they're doing a pretty sick promo for the month of March, all through March, they're celebrating their new marketplace and the dashboard by applying $500, 500 US dollars to all the ODYS accounts throughout March 2021. So if you're listening to this in the future, I'm sorry you should still check out ODYS, but if you're listening to this in March, you should definitely open an account. I'm an affiliate, so I would get a commission if you purchase anything. There's a link in the description and it supports the show. So, I mean, there's no real downside. It doesn't cost you more. So, you should definitely check them out. Now, I thought it would be fun to go and browse some of the domains that they have in here. So, these promos will be fresh and different each time. You never know what we're going to find. So I'm going to literally click around here. They have a pretty effective dashboard. There's many different categories. You can browse and and look at certain niches and categories based on what you're looking for, and that could be in the marijuana and CBD area, divorce, crypto, outdoor and recreation, law. It goes very granular. I see some uh, with family and parenting, pets, farming dating and relationships, which, you know, that's a big, a big niche, very competitive. They have VR and AR. So a lot of different areas. And just to keep it fresh and interesting, let's look at the adult category. All right, let's see what we have in here. Uh, Sometimes the domain name is sort of blanked out. So you, you don't get the full thing, but you get an idea of what's there. And now that I'm looking at the dashboard, the ones that are blanked out, those are already sold. So I guess they list the value and uh, maybe what it was sold for. So you get an idea of what things were listed at and then what they were sold for. So that's kind of cool. So we're looking at the adult the adult uh, category here. So let's see if there's anything fun. We have clubbrandy.com, clubsilverstone.com. So that, that sounds good too dreams of com. So if you've been looking for that perfect domain name and you've been working out, you've been doing your deadlifts, you've been doing your squats. And I actually have one of those, uh, I've heard people call them, uh, booty bands, you know, uh, Hopefully your your child's not listening with you in the car, but you know, you put them around your knees and sometimes you see the ladies at the gym and they're walking sideways. You know, they're moving laterally to work out the outside of the booty. So b- dreamsofbooty.com, another good one. And let's see, There's there must be a couple other good ones here. Probably some that I can't even say just because it would embarrass me a little bit, but I don't think, I don't think, you know what, I'll read them anyway. Seducing with style, that's pretty good. Pure online, which I I don't think that's necessarily adult, but pretty good domain name. And finally, I think this is the one that's going to take the cake. And I'm glad that, I'm glad that ODYS agreed to my silly idea of going through the domain names, because I knew exactly what I was going to do. I knew I was going to go to these adult sections and see what we can get. All right, the last one is nutliquor.me. All right, I mean, that's a good domain name, and it's actually listed as, it's either adult or food or kitchen. So you really have the full full range of whatever you want to do with this particular domain. It can be adult, I think, Everyone's head is already uh, in a dirty place, but it also could be around uh, like almond milk, you know, all about nut milks. So thanks to ODYS, even if you're not in the market for an age domain specifically, Go have a look over there. Let them know that you appreciate them sponsoring the show. I know I do. I think it brings, you know, this is funny. I I think I like this. I'm going to go through these. I'm going to have to come up with other ideas because if I just do dirty, uh, you know, childish kind of jokes, it'll get old. I mean, even for me, I see that, but I'll, I'll keep it fresh. You know, we'll mix it up as we go. And thanks to ODYS. So if you've been a listener for a little while, you know, I started a new YouTube channel, which I was fairly enthusiastic about in January and probably early February as well. I was talking a lot about dry January, which led to better sleep. I'm still doing a a decent job with that. And I've had the footage for the video, right? So I did a new YouTube channel. I created a new YouTube channel to essentially do self-improvement type challenges and content. So Dry January fit perfectly into that category. And that was kind of the the driver for me starting it because I thought, well, it doesn't really fit very well with the affiliate marketing stuff and SEO that I normally talk about on the main YouTube channel. And I realized that maybe it would be better to have things separated. So I've been dragging my feet. I think this is just a, it's kind of a confession. And if you are dragging your feet and or kind of procrastinating on something, don't feel too bad. It happens to the best of us. I've stayed busy with other things. And un- unfortunately, another <laughs> stupid thing, this started something new, which I'll tell you about. In more depth soon, essentially though, I've just been thinking, "Ah, I need to record a little bit more B-roll for the dry January video before I turn it over to my editor. So she has enough content to piece together a a good narrative. And I'm not sure if I, I'm not sure if I have the, the right script to go along with it or if I've hit all the beats and it, it's one of those things where I, I started really well and then kind of got pulled off of it. And I, I lost my momentum, some of the thoughts that I had around how the video might flow and be interesting just in a general sense. And as more time has passed, I've moved further away and I, I had posted notes on my desk for, over a month, like here's different pieces of B roll. Here's other pieces of content that you need to pull together so that you can complete that video. And I have several areas. It's something I've been struggling with several things where they're partially finished. And, and I know I have a high output of, I guess, finished products. So I I can finish things, but every now and then, I end up in a spot where I have several, several things that are unfinished, and I think about them, and it stresses me out. So I'll, I'll wake up a little too early in the morning, and I'll start thinking, "Oh man, that that video still not done, and I need to get to it. I need to get, I need to finish it. I, I just don't want to think about it anymore." So I think once I start getting to the point where not the breaking point but i think i have to finish this thing it's gone on way too long that is the point where i really just buckle down and in the one of the issues that i'm i'm running into is there's several things like that so i have a course that i'm migrating from another platform over to kajabi so that'll take some time when i do that i'll also have to redo and migrate the sales page which oftentimes means There's a page builder, a lot of the different learning management systems out there like Kajabi, they don't have an easy interface to use. So it's all blocks. It's a block of text. It's a pricing block. It's an image. So you can't quickly go through and just copy and paste content. It's copying and pasting and creating other blocks and just really tedious work and it's not super exciting or fun, but again, I, I'm going back and forth with I just want to sit down for 12 hours and finish this piece of work that's tedious and not super enjoyable. The other opposing forces, I don't want to sit at my desk at all. I want to go outside and play. And then I also really have a hard time mentally knowing that there's extra work to do. Not extra, but there's work to do that I haven't finished, that I have planned on finishing. And I, unfortunately, this is a this is a big gotcha. We will start new things, even though I know... I know for a fact that it stresses me out to have those things unfinished. So I'm working hard to finish those. And then on top of that, right, everyone has to do taxes. So I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, well, I don't got all, I don't have all my forms yet, but it's already early March. And I'm thinking, I know people that have already gotten their refunds back or, you know, settled up and paid what they need to. And I'm, I'm feeling behind and a little stressed out. Meanwhile, I started a whole new podcast, which I'll I'll tell you about sometime in the future is still kind of under wraps, trying to finalize a couple things, but uh, we recorded the first episode yesterday, which is very cool doing video too on that. So another YouTube channel. So talking about not following through, but at least this new podcast, YouTube channel situation, I'm working with someone and that is a great motivator. You can't drag your feet, because you're going to let the other person down, and there's a lot more uh, pressure involved. The, very similar to the psych growth case study and me working with brand builders. So I'm, I'm kind of I'm beating up on brand builders a little bit. Um, both of us got a little behind on the things we were supposed to deliver, and we're working together through it. But because we're both you know partners in this case study, we are going to follow through. Where as I mentioned before, that old age site case study, I ended up just kind of fizzling out, losing interest. I wasn't obligated in any fashion to do anything. And it's a easy thing to do just to get bored with something and stop working on it. Now, that said, I to take a step back. It's kind of smart to stop working on something that you're not really enjoying. So it's just a matter of. Me being confident in that if I am not enjoying something and I want to stop working on it, I can stop working on it. It'll be good to close it out. If it's something valuable like the age site case study, I can potentially sell it and get it over to a person who can use it. Someone that wants it who's interested in working on the project or the, or the website or whatever that piece of work might be. So I'm struggling. I'm I'm trying to figure it out like we all are. I'm sure I'll figure it out. And one of those key things is uh, sometimes you just have to sit your ass in the seat and work hard and get through it. One of the biggest issues that I have is I'll start working and I'll do a little bit of work like here and there and on the other thing. And maybe I need to jump into my email to double check something. Next thing you know, I'm pulled off in five different directions and I forgot the original reason why I went to my email. So when I can get away from the emails, that's usually helpful. And then if I just have a sole thing that I'm going to work on. So for example, let's just be really meta today. I wrote a blog post update on the case study update, and then I talked about some of those topics here on the podcast in a longer format and gave a little bit more detail. So today it feels really good because I've focused on just one thing. I have two finished products out of the whole deal, and it feels pretty good to start something and finish it. It doesn't feel as good to start something and, and work on something for like an hour and know that I'm going to have to keep doing like one hour of work on this thing for, you know, a month versus I can work on some, something like that for two days, be done with it and have that finished product. So it's a balancing act. Everyone's trying to figure it out. So if you're, if you're in the same position, then, uh, I'm right here with you. If you've somehow conquered this already, that's fantastic. And I congratulate you uh, in either case. If you have some story to share, shoot me an email, feedback at Show Would be happy to bring that up on a, a future episode, give you a shout out and uh, just say hello, especially if you're struggling. I think we are all very interested in hearing these success stories, which can be highly educational, right? Those are great. It's really helpful to hear about when people fuck up too. And it makes you feel better sometimes. I mean, I, I'm, no, I'm no different than uh, you guys and gals out there. I mean, you don't want to necessarily hear about somebody messing up, but it makes you realize that everyone's human and they, they make a couple mistakes too. And it's not that big of a deal. I mean, you'll probably recover. Things are going to be fine. So we'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in and uh, shoot me an email. Yeah, feedback at dug.show. We'd love to hear from you.